You're listening to the Kilcullen Diary Podcasts. Stories in sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne, and this is Kilcullen Diary. This is the second episode in a series called The Accidental Pilgrim, recalling my thoughts during a Kilcullen Parish pilgrimage to the Holy Land in 2007. Even though I'm not a religious person, the trip still resonates after a decade and a half for lots of reasons. Sitting at a table on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, it was a scruffy kind of a place, really. A lot of litter, just like the beaches at home. I had to wonder what kind of litter there was when Jesus walked these shores looking for a fisher of men. Certainly no Coke bottles, or cigarette packages, or the leftovers from somebody's lunch on another table. There could have been corpses sometimes, when the Romans made examples of those who defied their rule. It wasn't a time of civil rights except when you were a Roman citizen. If your city or tribe decided to rebel against Rome, or even a few people within your group, everybody got killed or were sold into slavery. Selling into slavery was a profitable option for the Romans. They built the Colosseum on the profits made from tens of thousands of prisoners sold after the sacking of Jerusalem and the plundering of the temple. These were the kind of titbits which our guide Abi, short for Abraham, dropped into his commentary on the times of the people in the time of Jesus. His engaging style worked well, and I was prompted to the thought that the Israelis were lucky to have a blockbuster bestseller on which to base their tourist industry. Well, this part of it, anyhow. I wasn't sure how the rest of tourism worked here, but the Holy Land part of it around Galilee was all about places where Jesus worked in the three years of his public life. Three years might seem short, but when you see the geographical area involved, three years could be enough. The Sea of Galilee is a middle to small-sized lake, and the biblical tourist trail is mostly a slipping from point to point around it. Church to church, really, and of course, to the souvenir shops. The crown of thorns kind of tipped it. That's when I knew I'd had enough biblical history for one day. And it was only the first full day of the trip. The Crown of Thorns was on sale in a souvenir shop to where we were brought at the end of the day by our guide Aby. I can recommend this shop, he'd said, during the evening before, after our introductory boat ride on the Sea of Galilee. If you're happy with the idea, we'll stop off there tomorrow night. And true to promise, we were here. Pretty much worn out, truth be told, and God knows you got to tell the truth in Galilee, surely. We were at the end of a day of touring key locations of the Gospel stories. It began with the Sermon on the Mount and finished with the church that marks where Jesus is said to have made Peter his first Pope, even if that wasn't what he called him. In between, we'd visited the Golan, on the way to and from Banias. That last is the location of a former temple of Pan, or Zeus, depending on how you read the signs. There's apparently a Jesus connection too, which I was still a little confused about, but 
maybe, like Tiberius, where we were based this week, its reputation for Roman Empire debauchery made it a place about which the Lord denounced such goings-on. Going up there and back gave Abe the time to instruct us on the legalistic complexities of the Jewish covenant with God. Bottom line, over the centuries, it gave rabbis a great living in interpretation to make it work with whatever were the requirements of the era. And it still does, probably, although the political mix of secular Israel and its religious orthodoxies must make for even more complicated cohabitation. Really bottom line, interpreting Abe's homeland truths alongside his narration of the recurrent plights of the Jews in the time of what became that nation's most important prophet, they suffered. Kind of like Irish history, really, but Jews suffered in one of the cradles of old civilization, whereas Irish suffering was of a much more recent vintage, and we may even have just got over it. Abe's Israel official doctrine. Rome ruled, Jews suffered. And on the Golan today, they occupy it because Jews suffered in the 1960s by having their post-World War II Israel homeland subjected to bombardment by the original Syrian stakeholders. The fence-enclosed minefields which our road snaked through were grim reminders of that. The warning signs were rusting, though. But the Israel state yesterday and today are another story. This was a trip through religious history. For the Kilcullen group, the Mass at the Church of the Beatitudes was a very pleasant start to the day. This is the storied site of the Sermon on the Mount in the New Testament, but which also is described as the Sermon on the Plain in the Gospel of St. Luke, on whose feast day Father Michael Murphy's Mass was celebrated. He probably never knew Jesus, Father Michael said of Luke. He wrote his gospel later and was like an editor with a vast amount of information. He wanted to tell the story of Jesus outside the area where it had taken place. Father Michael will happily say that so-called biblical locations visited today are not necessarily the actual places of the stories involved. But culture past, and culture includes religion, is mostly about symbols. Locations are symbols which endure beyond most others, at least in folklore. And even if they're not quite right geographically, they're lodestones of belief. On this day, there were several of those lodestones. Not least the St. Peter's Fish Lunch, in a restaurant which bordered the beach of Magdala, Mary of Magdalene's area of birth. Before that, we had visited Capernaum with seriously good excavated and reconstructed homes and streets of the time when Jesus had apparently stayed with Peter's mother-in-law, and also where he is believed to have made his final appearance to Peter before going home to heaven. We went after lunch to a close-by pair of churches, the first built in recent times on the place where the miracle of the loaves and fishes is said to have taken place and then to another which is built on a basalt outcropping, suggested to be the location where Jesus told Peter that this was the rock on which you would build my church, making him the first pope in effect. The modern church was managed by the Benedictines. There's a piece of rock under the altar which people kneel to and even touch fervently with their foreheads. 
Outside, on the little beach of the Sea of Galilee, it was a little closer to the reality of a couple of millennia ago. Waves sloshing on the sand, people paddling in the moving water. Yes, Jesus could have been here. So could Peter, neither actually expecting what they might achieve, because there wasn't a global perspective then. Their globe was circumscribed around the Sea of Galilee which was where this accidental pilgrim came to from the souvenir shop. It was a pushy place, high-priced too, and Aby had the seat inside the door on his mobile doing whatever tour guides do when they're in places that they recommend to their charges. There were two sizes of crowns of thorns, both of olive wood and with guarantees of origin. I didn't look at the prices, but I wondered what kind of friend you would bring home such a souvenir to? And look, I got your right size. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Kilcullen Diary. Thanks for listening.